Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. Chris Schubert's here, but he's really not here. Producing this thing, floating around, but like kind of like in a he's banished today, an invisible like spaceship. You know what I mean? Maybe he's out there going to Pluto or something like that. (laughs) From the Draft Network, we're brought to you by Bet Online, the top spot for all your sports wagering information. They've got it all: football, basketball, hockey, tennis, golf, combat sports. You name it, they have it in-game betting. I even got in on a little bit of college football action this past weekend. Did you win? Um, no, because I parlayed in, in friggin' Wyoming. They let me down. But you know who didn't let me down? The Northwestern Wildcats. But you had to get both to get the parlay. Yeah. That's I'll have better luck next work, weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, you want to get over to Bet Online? Super easy to web, uh, website to use. It's available on your desktop, your mobile device. We've got a deal for you. Use our promo code BLEAVE50. That's B-L- EAV50, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's bet online and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy mock draft Monday too. Happy uh National Lemon Juice Day today. Man, I didn't think I thought you were gonna be like, I don't like water, lemon juice. And I just I didn't go with it. I went with mock draft. Is that what Monday. I sound like? A little bit. Sometimes. Do I sound like that? Yeah, when you don't like what I present for the day, you're like, Jeez. you're like, I had no idea. I apologize. Yeah. Happy National Kyle got his windshield fix day. Oh wow, let's double. This has been like a three month ordeal. Uh, yeah, July second. Shout out Safe Light for five separate. Hopefully, they won't pot. They won't sponsor the pod. It's fine. Uh, shout out to them for five separate uh, locations ordering the wrong part and stringing me out ten days at a time. And then I uh, reached out to them privately on social media because I want to be conservative or, and, and consider it. And they said, oh, yeah, what's your cell phone number? We'll call and give you a follow-up and get it all taken care of and, and make sure we sort this out for you. And I gave it to them and they never called me. So shout out SafeLight uh, for <laughs> exacerbating the process the way that they did. And uh, please take your business elsewhere if you need your windshield replaced. Do you have a street legal car in the great I, state of Delaware, I, Kyle? I, I do, but now I gotta get I gotta do the whole like title transfer from mm. Pennsylvania to Delaware thing, but like that's fine. That's gravy versus what I've been through. The adversity that I've been through is wow. It's this is a cakewalk. Which sometimes you can make cake a good cake with lemon juice. I hear yeah. so that, that tough, brings you full circle here. Tough times don't last. Tough people tough people do. do. Yeah. Let's uh, see I how tough a, this mock draft is, well, huh? I, I've cooperated and I haven't looked. I oh, see. Oh, that's great. Me too. We're both yeah. flying blind. I believe this is a, a cover photo. Is that Bryce Young in a Seahawks jersey? That's all it I is. know. It is. And the, the the swap is pretty sweet. That looks amazing. Per usual. Uh, I know it might seem like Kyle and I make those swaps, but we don't. Don't give us We don't. For yeah, yeah. Shout out Rob Juden. Yeah. Yeah. As much as people probably think we have the creativity and ability to make them. I mean, I uh, f- uh, photo 
photography, digital photography is my passion. Photoshop is my passion, but you've done, you've messed around. You've dabbled. Yeah, I've dabbled. I can do it. Chris gave me the side eye here in the, in his little producer's chamber. I'll, I'll do some Photoshop swaps for Chris with but his, listen. um, Christoph. This is kind of fun because Chris is not going to chime in at any point today. Right. We, we can no just sit here body bagging the whole time. Right. He's nodding, you know, wherever he right. is. <laughs> do, do you want to do the mock? All right. Uh, on the E and three, we'll open the mock. It's open. I just got to scroll down. Oh, no. I just wanted to do your thing. One, two, three. All right. I've clicked open. Draftnetwork.com. Brentley Weissman. Two S's. One N. We're off the rails. We're off the rails. He did not stick to the script. Number two overall. Oh, okay. I didn't scroll far enough. Okay, 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 okay. He did the Joe Marino thing. He said, if the Atlanta Falcons are picking number two overall. And wait, Marcus Mariota. That's Brentley's guy. He betrayed Mariota. Yeah, I wow, didn't even think about that. Right off the bat. Hey, r- by the way, for everybody listening who's not scrolling along with us in real time and looking at our screens, uh, he gave them C.J. Stroud quarterback <laughs> Ohio State to the Atlanta Falcons at number two. And the running bit has been everybody's going to give Will Anderson and Jalen Carter with the top two picks because they're the best two players in our eyes. Um, although I think Brentley does not have Jalen Carter number two. No, I think he's he B. John, John Robinson number B. John. two. Yeah. So it makes sense that, you know, he stuck to the script with player one being Will Anderson going to the Texans. Uh, but then CJ Stroud picking for Neen. I see Seattle Seahawks are on the board here at number three. And sure enough, that's Bryce Young. So we did have two quarterbacks go in, in the top three here for Brentley. I just want to know what – why does Brentley hate Marcus Mariota? You know, I, I thought that I don't was know why he hates Jalen Carter. Man, just Brentley, my guy. Okay. What do, you think of the, what do you think of the fit with Stroud and the Falcons? Arthur Smith, play action, wide zone, move the pocket. Yeah, I like it. Is this, the, like right, it. Is this the right quarterback? For this scheme, you think? Yeah, I think I think it's a good fit for him, especially when you think about um, the way I think their receiver core is going to develop. You love that they have Kyle Pitts already in place, Drake London. Now, give me some shifty guys, you know, some some um, different types of skill sets to go with them, and insert CJ Stroud and go to work. I think they've got some decent pieces on the offensive line. Like I, I, they got a a fair infrastructure in place in a scheme that I think Stroud can have success in. So I like it. Yeah, I'm good with the fit. I agree. I, I do want to talk about Bryce and Seattle as well, but before I do, uh, have you ever seen the show deal or no deal? Yes. With the, the, the banker with yeah, the, the suitcases and all that yeah. stuff. Yep. Chris is light uh, right now. Doesn't he look like the banker? Oh up in the- yeah. He's the banker. <laughs> The banker for dealer, no deal. Just the silhouette of this human being in the background. He's got like this the the curtains with the the lights coming through him, and it's mm-hmm. just you see this this chill. He just oh. turned his camera on. Wow, <laughs> he's getting. Well, we said we're gonna body back him all show because right. he can't clap back right. at us. But wow, he traveled, didn't bring his headphones. I mean, what what, what is this guy? Is he a producer? first time traveling, Chris, or what? Yeah, what's going on here? You're travel for her. All right, so <laughs> did we get to Bryce Young to this? We didn't even get three? there. No, we didn't get there. No. Uh, what do you think of Lockett, Noah Fant, DK Metcalf? A, a promising stable of backs. There's going to be some change there. They got a couple guys in contract year. They just drafted Kenneth Walker in the second round. Um, what do you think of the skill group meshing with Bryce Young's style of play? I think you better find an interior offensive line. 
you know, I, I like the athletic tackles that they have now. Uh, that That's going to be good. But mm-hmm. I think you want to make sure you have some dudes that can set the depth of that pocket and, and allow Bryce Young to to work. I think that's the, the most important thing probably for whatever team gets Bryce Young. Yeah, you want weapons and all that. Make sure that interior offensive line is shored up. That's a great point. And this is the kind of thing where we talk about roster construction and positional value and spending dollars on position groups and all that kind of stuff. But like, if you're being considerate to Bryce Young, like I would pay top dollar all three interior offensive line spots. Absolutely. And it's kind of interesting when you think about the Chiefs. And this is going to be – just let me get there, okay? The okay. Chiefs – You're have, going on an adventure right now. Right. Just give me okay. a second here. Okay. The Chiefs have – the best interior offensive line in the NFL with Creed Humphrey at center, Trey Smith, and um, Joe Tooney at guard. And I think this is great awareness by the Kansas City Chiefs to, to understand their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. And I've, I've said this before. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. So don't take my words incorrectly here. But he does have some pocket drifting tendencies, right? That's part of what he is as a player. And I think that the Chiefs, fully aware of that, made sure that they had some dudes up front. And I know that they kind of walked into Trey Smith, right? Like that maybe wasn't intentional, but they do have this. They have this interior trio that you know is going to anchor and mm-hmm. set that depth of the pocket. And I think that's good for a player like Patrick Mahomes who has those drifting tendencies. Now, apply the same thing for different reasons to Bryce Young. And There's height concerns, right? You, you see him, he's toesy, wants to be able to see over the offensive lineman. I think you can apply the same thing for different reasons as to why it would be important to have a really, really strong middle three for whatever team gets Bryce Young. So just to follow up on that, um, Seattle's currently slotted to be fifth in the NFL and salary cap space for 2023 with mm. $38 million, um, not including any cuts, contract restructures, contract extensions that might reduce cap hits for 2023. And they also have about $11 million in this year's salary cap space that's not accounted for. So you'd like to think they'll get a little bit of carryover cap mm-hmm. as well. Now, the uh, the interior offensive line outlook is not great, at least at center right now. Uh, shout out, throw a bag at Eric McCoy if the Saints let him hit free agency. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, looking at at the centers that are available, it's like Rodney Hudson and Mitch Morse are the top centers, and Hudson apparently flirted with retirement. And Morse uh, is extended. That's a that's a typo. That spot rack has they extended oh, for two years. Good yeah. catch, thank you, yeah. Joe. I gotta yeah. gotta mind my p's and q's here. No. I'd uh, like to think Elton Jenkins and uh, Quentin Nelson probably not going to hit the market. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> but at probably least they're not. there for now. We can dream and. Uh, those those are easier said than done because there's always a scarcity of offensive linemen, right? You you need them, you're gonna pay. But uh, you, shall we shall we keep going? Yes. Uh, not that we want to go like pick by pick, but here we are again, Chicago Bears. Oh. I see four and five. Okay. Yep. So um, Peter Skaronsky, Northwestern offensive lineman to the Bears, played a hell of a game, man. He was phenomenal against Nebraska, dude. Like, whether it was pass pro, drive blocking, getting out in space. I mean, this dude was phenomenal. Just so consistent with his base, always square, always under control, always in good body positioning. Like, I know he doesn't have an elite trait, but my goodness, is he so technically sound, right? I mean, he's a high floor player. Right. Oh, and that, that'll move the needle for a lot of people because he's a high you you generally feel like you know what you're gonna get here. Well, and, and how many times have we seen 
tackles or offensive linemen in general picked high that have all the tools in the world and they don't wind up amounting to anything in the NFL. And Kyle, if you're not watching YouTube, Kyle has. I scrolled down to six. Okay, I didn't know if there was some wee woos out there. No, no, no. I scroll. You're going to get a wee woo here in a second too. Uh, well, so yeah, I'm at six two. We've got uh, we got a run on quarterbacks here in the top six. So this is four quarterbacks in the top six, and Anthony Richardson from Florida to the Carolina Panthers. Brantley calls him the biggest wild card in the draft at this moment. Uh, toolsy, 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 dude. Right, and you think about Carolina. I guess does this mean are we we changing head coaches and Baker Mayfield hitting <laughs> free agency? Is that yeah? I mean, that's speaking of wild cards. I think that's a wild card. You know, what type of sure. production do they get from Baker Mayfield? And I hope he balls this year, man, man. I I think he's gonna. I I was at the game Friday, and and I, I mean he's going up against the Bills third and fourth stringers, but. He's got command, dude. He he can move the pocket. He can make throws. He's got that gamerness about him. Like I think he's going to p- provide at least reliable quarterback play. They have a really good defense in Carolina. There's no question that they're top three last year in defense, except for when they play the Dolphins. <laughs> they didn't do so hot against the Bills either. But you know they they count all oh, seventeen okay. games in in part of those metrics. So they all count for one. one they all trait. do. Yeah, they do. Um, I, so we'll see, right? I mean, if they're picking six, there's Joe Marino. If they're picking six, it probably didn't go well with Baker Mayfield, right? But I, 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 I don't know, like, man. I went to sleep last night, and I was thinking about the NFC. I really was. I, I have my four division winners, and I'm like, man, there's three wild card spots, and I you could tell me like nine different teams, and I wouldn't bat an eye if they were part of the wild card mix in the NFC. Why can't Carolina be the six or seven? Yeah, I mean, if Baker gives you – Top 15 quarterback play in the NFL. Yeah, they're in. I think they're what's in. To, what, what's to say you're not? And, and I think like that's probably the ceiling is probably top 12, right? Like I think there's kind of a glass ceiling in the tiers mm-hmm. of the accolades of the quarterbacks and their historical performances. But like it gives you 12 to 16 production at quarterback this year. And I think he's that that's he's perfectly capable of that when he's healthy. He's just got to stay healthy yeah. and – the system can't stink. And that's the mystery to me is, is the coaching, right? Brother, that's the mystery. Like, if you like fullbacks and tight ends, you're going to like what's going on with that Carolina offense under Ben McAdoo. But I mean, Christian McCaffrey is another wild card for that team. If they get, if they get Christian McCaffrey this year, he was awesome in camp, dude. I, I thought he was phenomenal. If they get that guy, man, that can really, really help their offense. Um, How about Jalen Carter falling to eight? Yeah, it's weird, right? Especially because why wouldn't Jacksonville pick him at seven? I just feel like building around a quarterback. I mean, we hammer, and, and I know Jacksonville just spent a lot of money this offseason to put offensive pieces around right Trevor Lawrence. So I get, I get saying, well, they already did that, but I don't, I don't hate a wide receiver because it is in the spirit in year two of a regime building around a young quarterback. The Lions still won't have their long their long term quarterback. So I I imagine. I get it. Devin Lloyd, Josh Allen, Jalen Carter, Trayvon Walker in your front seven, bro. You wanna you, you wanna stop the Colts run game? Woo. That's gonna give you as good of a chance as you could possibly ask for, right? Man, I Devin Lloyd I, was awesome in the preseason game, by the way. I got he a little cash on him for D Roy this year. A little cash Do on you him. really? Yeah. Uh so check this out, Kyle. 
I have watched just the first episode of House of Dragon. I haven't got to the second one yet. Me neither. Sorry, it was so like, no okay, good. So we're on the same page. But you yep. know what was awesome when I watched the House of the Dragon? Listening to it through my Sonos Ray soundbar, dude, it was phenomenal. This is really like my first like big action uh, type thing that I've watched with it, dude. And I cranked that thing up. And I'll tell you what, like sometimes it can be a little bit hard to make out what they're saying right in the Game of Thrones House of Dragon, kind of using that you know, that accent. Man, it was crystal clear through the Sonos Ray booming bass. Just a phenomenal experience. Really, really made my viewing experience even better. And of course, I love playing music through it. Love listening to podcasts through it. I love the control. Easy to hook up. You just download the Sonos app, plug it in, and go from there. It really does put you in the center of control for a lot of different content through the Sonos Ray. And obviously you can kind of build off of it if you want to have multi-room speaker situations going on. So check it out. See what the hype is for yourself. Visit Sonos.com to shop for the Ray now. Where do you want to go from here? Well, it seems I've, like. I've seen through 11. Uh, I am now through 11 here. Some A- anything that moves the needle for you, or shall we, shall we continue squiring our way through Brentley's mock draft? Nothing, nothing here. Nothing here that's overly noteworthy. Okay, so let's look at twelve through fifteen. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 Uh, Michael Mayer to the Titans. Oh, that's sixteen. Please forgive me. Draft dudes do math. I'm sitting here looking at these. <laughs> Right. These three picks, I'm like, all right. He saw something that he liked. What is it? I did. Uh, Titans, Michael Mayer. Kind of interesting. Um, I, I, whatever team picks Michael Mayer is going to get a good football player. And I think that the Titans are are sort of sort of felt not replacing Jonu Smith last year. And I know that Chigo Okoronkwo, if I say that correctly, like he probably doesn't stop you from going after a Michael Mayer, but I, I like his I like his projection here with this team. Yes, I think knowing what Tennessee is and has been and knowing what Ryan Tannehill's strengths are, if we're going to keep playing Ryan Tannehill, um, you'd be hard-pressed hard to find a better fit within what they have historically done than Tennessee. Uh, especially with the wide receiver dynamics, Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Kinney, Kyle Phillips, Des Fitzpatrick, probably your top five. Yeah. And then you've got Chigo uh, at tight end, as you said, with Austin Hooper right now. Mayer would probably be at worst your third best option in the passing game from the second he steps on the field, in my mind. Correct. I think that's fair. Obviously, Traylon Burke's a wild card and how he evolves with that team. Well, and I'm, but I'm including Traylon Burks in one of the two spots. So, so I, you say Woods, Burks, Mayor? Yeah. And then we'll see with Kyle Phillips. I know there's a lot of hype based on the preseason. Yeah, and I think he's going to be a good player, but yeah. I, don't, I just, that skill set is, is one that you see more frequently than a player like Michael Mayer. Right. So, yeah. Um, that, e- that Eagles pick is a sprint to the podium moment for Howie Roseman, right? Like sprint. And that, uh, Brentley says that as of right now, this is Does, the steal of the draft. Okay. Yeah. I, Miles I Murphy, defensive yeah. end, Clemson at 15. 
I hadn't had yeah, Murphy man. available for Philly. I've been that's kind of been an Isaiah Foskey spot for me. So if Murphy gets to fifteen, bro, like that's that's how we all day long. Well, the, so here's the thing about Philly. Philly has this like embarrassment of riches on the interior. And they've got some guys who are expiring contracts. Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox are expiring contracts, but you still have Jordan Davis. You still have Milton Williams. You get a couple other young guys uh, who are in contention to make the roster. But like the edge group, they just gave Josh Sweat a contract, but Barnett and Brandon Graham, I don't think at this point should be considered long-term. So like for all of the investments that they've made in the defensive line, it's kind of open season at defensive end right now. When when you look at what they have and what their contract situation is. So yes, I mean, if I'm Howie, I'm moonwalking and backflipping <laughs> to turn the card in. It, yeah. That's it's such a great value at 15 for such a dynamic player. No question. Let me ask you this. Let me catch you. Since we're in the the business of critiquing mock drafts, I'm going to give you some teams. And I'd like you to tell me whether or not this team should have drafted Miles Murphy instead of the <laughs> player that they actually picked. All right. Um, New England Patriots. They picked Jackson Smith and Jigba? Yes. Yeah, I think Miles Murphy's a better tier prospect, so go with the better player. Houston Texans. Jordan Addison. The argument can certainly be made that Miles Murphy is the better prospect. I wonder how important it is for Houston to get some more dynamic playmakers on offense, especially after they picked Will Anderson number one. So I think I'm okay with their pick of Jordan Addison. No, they'll um, they'll they'll give the ball to Damian Pierce 400 times <laughs> well, and, be, okay. and be happy for it. Uh, Arizona Cardinals corner Eli Ricks. I'm a I'm a uh, pass rush over coverage guy, so give me the pass rusher. Okay, cool. I could go further up, but like it's it's kind of hard to argue with, and and some of the teams that well, I think got lesser prospects than Miles Murphy drafted for need, and it makes sense. Like Pittsburgh didn't get as good of a player as Miles Murphy. It's not close, but Pittsburgh. You think about their edge group; they they don't particularly need to draft edge with TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Hayward on the line. Like they got some ballers. So, uh, back half of the mock. Mm -hmm. How about this pick at 19? You know, what stands out to me. This is the Colts pick and, and the Colts do such a good job with their like YouTube series, like behind the scenes stuff. I always watch everything the Colts do. Yes. uh, Listening to Chris Ballard and, and a lot of his, um, like sessions with the entire like personnel group. And they talk a lot about unique football players, right? They like to get unique football players. And I think their history suggests that I think Tyree Wilson falls right into line with unique football players, right? Like the size, the length, what he was asked to do at Texas tech projecting him forward. Like I can see the Colts really liking Tyree Wilson. He's like a souped-up version of two guys they already have on the roster. He's a souped-up version of Tyquan Lewis and Deo. Mm-hmm. So they certainly have that model, and then obviously with the versatility that Quiddy Pay has, 
and the versatility that DeForest Buckner has. You get really excited about what you could continue to do with your personnel. Man, they went out and got Byron Cowart too. I don't know if he's going to make the roster or not. But <laughs> Cowart was a nice little player for for uh, New England. Yeah, I like this fit a lot. I scrolled a little. How far down did you get? Twenty three. Okay, so um, so I see it's Cincinnati. I don't know who it is yet. Give me, give me your superlative word. Surprised. No, I'm not. No, you're not. The Logan Wilson disrespect. Logan Wilson's a good player, but I don't know if you know this, but teams play with more than one linebacker. Oh, are we going to talk about Jermaine Pratt right now? I'd prefer if we didn't. (laughs) So for everybody listening, Brentley gave Noah Sewell linebacker Oregon Ducks to the Cincinnati Bengals at 23. Man, with what they need at corner, they need a guard. Are are you going to make me read through the nine players under contract that play stack backer for this team? Do you want to read them? I'll read them. If I well, mean, if it if it makes well, you feel better, I it, no, it's going to make you feel better because it's Logan Wilson, good football player, yes. Jermaine Platt, Pratt, adequate level NFL linebacker. I'll give him that. Uh, Marcus Bailey. Okay, seventh round pick in 2020. Akeem Davis Gaither, undersized backer. Clay Johnston, Joe Batchy, Keandre Jones, Tigray Scales, and Clarence Hicks. You mean to tell me in the NFC North, with some of these rushing attacks, you don't want to put Noah Sewell between the tackles and let that dude thump? You really going to tell me? You don't want to see Najee Harris and Noah Sewell come together in the hole like a couple of pachycephalosauruses where they drop the heads down and boom. You don't want to see that? References never stop here. And you're going to get it every week now. Outer space and dinosaurs, the theme of the draft dude's offseason. Of course I'm interested in that. Great. But I'm also interested in the opportunity cost where I feel like there's a lot of linebackers that I'd be willing to wait on and I'm – sitting here with Joe Burrow as my quarterback with a, a completely disastrous situation at left guard. I've got friggin' Eli Apple starting at one of my corner spots. So, yeah, I'm more concerned about that than I am finding another linebacker that I can get on day two. Joe, Sir. Spe- I'm, I'm glad you mentioned opportunity cost in the draft. Do me a favor. Ask yourself how many linebackers made the TDM 100. Do you know Am how many was? I guess right now? I think it's four. I think I know it's four. Right. It's four. It's Noah Sewell, Trenton Simpson, Henry Toto, and Muhammad Dibiate with Oregon. Those are the four. How many corners made the TDM 100? Mm, I guess nine. Eleven. Okay. So I think that there's the supply and demand argument here for Cincinnati to take a linebacker. Like, it's not, let's be honest. It's not going to be hard to find it. It's not going to be hard to find a better corner than Eli Apple. You could probably find him in a lot of places, including on the second round. You just took Cam Taylor Britt. You on board? No, I'm not on board. I would have done something different here. All right. Oh, Brentley. Yeah, there you go. Now you can be mad at Brentley. No, man. Did you get to 25? Yeah, I did get to 25. He did the whole Jameer Gibbs to the Dolphins thing. Especially with Bijan picked like three spots in front. We're not going to talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> I guess the challenge for me, 
Trenton Simpson was on the board from Miami. You would rather ha- you you want that? I would rather have Trenton Simpson, Antonio Johnson. We'll see what Eric Gilbert does this year. Dude, the Dolphins are the hardest team to mock, man. They're so right because they have so many young. I mean, they picked in the first round like eight times in the last three years, and they yeah, had like just, another eight in, on day two last three years. The value, the value and needs, they don't really match up either. Right, it's a black hole. A so, you know what? Let's let's go ahead. We're gonna kick the can down the road. Who who is mock next? You are you next no, on mock? I, I just did it last week. I hope I'm not. Next. Oh no, um, <laughs> it better not be me. <laughs> it's probably Keith. I feel like it's been a minute since we've seen Keith. No, it's Keith, Keith just Dan. did one. I don't know. I, there's a, there's an answer to this. We, we need to, to if it's me. We need a week off. I need to at least get one weekend of college football before I write my second mock. Right? <laughs> you would hope. Um, Dolphins trade out. Get your first round pick back that Stephen Ross lost you. Trade You're out. Saying, like trade this for a future first round pick. Yeah, trade, trade this for out. trade into the second round and a yeah. 2023. So you get yeah, 2024 you get like a, first round pick. So you get somebody's third round pick and their first round pick next year to get out of 25. Right I mean, now that makes perfect sense. I mean, give me a late two. Put me in the 50s. You can come up 30 spots. Okay. Eric Gilbert Chargers at 27. Big, big wild card player, isn't he? I mean, sure. I, I, physically, he's unbelievable. Size and athleticism is just unreal. Yeah, it's a good combo. It's good, it's good things to have. It's a good, yeah. good combo. Him with the Chargers would not be fair, though. If, no, he, if he puts it together, him with the Chargers would not be fair. I, I think with the Chargers, Chiefs, and Bills kind of here towards the back, you're any like those X Factor players, like it's like, ah. Uh, sheet i didn't say right, that's the luxury of having that good of a roster right, right. is it's like we're we're just gonna fill in the blanks with a player that's gonna add a completely different section to your weekly game right. planning to play against us just let them fall to you right yep so yep and have a pick the one you have the best vision for we have hope you have GMs, uh, blah 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 it works out we hope you have a vision of more draft dudes in your week cheers from joe marino let myself just- chris schubert uh who Took Thanks his management today, very Chris. personally and, wow, and turned his camera job. off this whole time. So yeah. uh, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thanks to our friends over at Ben Online for their continued support of the show. Have a great rest of your Monday. We will talk with you all again tomorrow with a very special interview discussion with someone from the draft community that we're very much looking forward to bringing to each and every one of Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.